It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Everyone knows me as that travel lady, and I've been homebound like everyone else for the last year. So I am so ready to get out and about, and I just need to go. And I'm thinking that you guys are probably a little bit like me. Well, I have had my first trip back out on the road, and I admit it felt pretty good to be packing a suitcase and heading out the door. Now, where I headed out to was over with my friends in Beaumont, Texas. They invited me to come out for a visit, and I said yes. I said yes right away, actually, (laughs) not just because I was ready to get out of the house, but also because I've always wanted to visit the city known for starting the oil boom in Texas. Now, the Texas oil boom, sometimes called the Gusher Age, was a period during the early 20th century which brought not only change, but also huge economic growth to Texas. And it all began with the discovery of a large petroleum reserve near Beaumont, Texas. And I've always wanted to visit there, learn more, and just kind of walk the grounds and and just be part of that, that history that took place there. One of the first stops that I made when I was there was I visited the 15-building recreation of an old west city in the Spindletop Gusher. And a visit to the Living Historical Museum really sort of takes you back to what life was like in 1901. So you get a chance to have a feeling of what, January 10th, when the Lucas Gusher came exploding out there in Spindletop Hill, just south of Beaumont. You get a chance to kind of walk and go in the buildings, get a sense of uh, just how they lived and what life would have been like for for them, sort of that day-to-day life. Now, from that day until today, Texas, of course, is known for its oil. And when in Beaumont, you must visit that area. So for more information and tickets for planning a visit to the Spindletop there, visit the website lamar.edu and then research Spindletop where you'll find more information about getting tickets and visiting that living historical museum. Now, Beaumont is also filled with a lot of other history and also wildlife. And I had a chance to visit Cattail Marsh, which is a great place to really go and relax while you're also exploring. And those two things go together really well there because there's wildlife and you can go at your own pace, a leisurely walk around the marsh, and you're sure to see several types of birds, plant life, and if you keep your eyes wide open, you might also see a gator. <laughs> and to see a gator in the wild, that's pretty special. But no worries if you miss that gator at Cattails Marsh, because you can also head over to Gator Country, which I did. And you not only see them, but you can also feed them. Now, careful now. If you have a sort of a passion for hot dogs and the smell of hot dogs makes you ready to put one on the grill, you just have to wait. The hot dogs there at Gator Country that you're given, they are for feeding the gators. I mean, who knew the gators loved hot dogs? I didn't know that, but they, when I say they love them, they really, really do love them. And you get a chance to feed them, and this gives you really a front row view to their behavior when they're being fed, as well as how they interact with each other. So it's really a great outing. 
Both wildlife experiences should be high on your list of things to do. Visit their website at BeaumontCVB.com for the Cattail Marsh and GatorRescue.com for Gator Country. And yes, you heard me right, Gator Rescue. That's exactly what they're doing there. They're doing some good things and very caring things there when you visit. The gators are rescued and given a safe and secure place where they can call home and be tended to and looked after. And also you can see some pretty big tortoises there too. So you definitely want to go check that out. It's a great place to take the whole family. Now, Beaumont Cityscape is also filled with tall buildings like any other city that you that we might visit. But there's also the historic homes and lots of them, too. So remember, this was a boomtown. So there's some pretty fantastic homes there that you can visit. A visit to the McFadden Ward House offers a tour to see a home of the early 1900s. Furnishings and all, everything's still set up there. It's like stepping back in time or stepping into the life as you walk through the home and see what really that boomtown wealth was all about. And you have a chance to really sort of take that tour at your leisure. Now visit their website at mcfadden-ward.org. Now, I always love to also check out the art scene when I'm visiting a new city. And Beaumont is not short on the art either. From the Art Museum of Southeast Texas to the unique and fascinating street art. And there are opportunities for a few Instagram moments about all of those street murals. So definitely have your camera ready to slow down and take a casual walk around the streets there and also through the art museum and it's free too so woohoo you know we always look for those free things when we are on vacation I had a chance to visit the mermaid mural and you can take some pictures there right beside the mermaid mural there are three of them together and there's also the dragonfly mural that you'll want to take some pictures there we all like to stand in front of those uh, those street art pictures where you have the wings and you take those pictures so the dragonfly is your chance to do that it's perfect for those soaring wings that are kind of shooting out behind you get that picture you and your besties get some selfies there and there's another mural that is called you are the best thing about me that is located downtown and that's such a great saying that you'll probably want to snap that picture as well you might want to send that to someone special to let them know that <laughs> there's also the pig stand mural you want to get, you want to get a chance to take that one as well the stir it up mural and uh, a couple of places that have murals are restaurants as well tacos la bamba has a mural there inside as well and, hey, you can get some tacos and get your picture taken in front of a mural. I'd say that's two thumbs up for that. And speaking of unique and art for murals, food and art comes together in the Crazy Cajun, where a local artist named Inez Alvarez has painted a really cool interpretation of food, art, and music with a crawfish playing an accordion. I mean, that's pretty cool. And it's really very colorful. So you definitely want to have your camera ready to take some pictures there with that mural while you're eating your crawfish. You get some great crawfish there, so you definitely want to check that out. Now, later in the show, I do talk with Inez and talk with her about all of her cool art and how that creative mural really came to be there at the Crazy Cajun on the wall there. And there's no shortage of good food in Beaumont. And whether you're chowing down on Catherine and Company or having an elegant dinner at Finch Hutton, it's all good. And after lunch, if you're ready to do a little bit of touring to walk a little bit of that lunch off and make yourself feel a little bit lighter, how about taking a downtown tour? And the entire Beaumont Commercial District is considered a U.S. Historic District on the National 
register. Now, did you guys know that? That might be a trivia question for you if you guys play trivia, because it's one of the few areas like it in the country with many attractions, architectural gyms that are all clustered within a few blocks. So again, bring out that camera because you want to snap some pictures of the murals of the buildings. And also, there's the world's largest working fire hydrant there. It has Dalmatian spots on it. Of course, Dalmatians are associated with fire trucks and the firemen. So they have the Dalmatian spots on there. And it's really pretty cool. You definitely want to check that out at the Fire Museum of Texas. It is right there on Walnut Street. But I'm telling you guys, you're going to want to take lots of pictures. So be prepared to do all of your different poses. So check that out when you're doing your tour. Also, check out the Jefferson Theater. There's a lots of classic movies that are shown there also. It's the best cheap date in town. It's what the locals say. So you definitely want to check that out. Now, if you're also looking to get on the water, you can do that at Big Thicket Outfitters for our platoon boat rides along the Natchez River. You can take those and go, and you might see some gators there as well. And um, you just want to, you know, relax and have a little bit of time on the water. You can also do some paddling as well through the Cook Lake and the Banks Bayou on a scenic platoon ride. Or you can just also do a little bit of paddling yourself. So take all of that in as you're going around. Now, we're going to stop here, and when I come back, I'm going to continue talking about food. Because you guys know, when I go to a destination, I love to check out the food. And when we come back, I'm going to talk with two men who have long history in the Beaumont area, and it's associated with food. So sit tight, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You're on Travel with Anita and Friends. I saw you leaning on a memory with your back turned to the crowd. In that little bar on Murphy, where they play guitar too loud. There were people drinking whiskey, there were hearts about to leave. It was cold as hell for Houston, it was almost near sea. All the way from Beaumont, with a white rose in my hand. I could not wait forever, babe, I hope you understand. Sweetwater, Beaumont, Wichita Falls, Port Arthur, Brownsville, I hear you call, I gotta go. I got Texas in my soul. It's time to talk food from King Cakes to Boudin. Beaumont, Texas has it all. Welcome back to Travel with Anita. When I'm looking for interesting people and fascinating destinations, I found them in Beaumont. Jake Torturis, owner of Rayos, a local bakery with a strong history in the area, and all the way over to Houston, the bakery is known for a long history of family associated with the community. Rayo's been around since 1941. Yeah. So we're no newcomer to the league. We're 80 years old this year. I'm not, but the company is. Um, and are you familiar with, uh, well, I know you're familiar with ExxonMobil. Prior to ExxonMobil, it was called Mobile. Prior to that, it was called the Magnolia. The Magnolia. The Magnolia started right here in Beaumont on the, uh, uh, right here, south part of Beaumont. And Johnny Rayo worked there uh, like a commissary. And he was the baker. Uh, He was a chef. And, uh, you know, typical people always tell you, oh, you make the best hamburgers, you make the best this. Well, he made desserts. And they convinced him to open up his own place. Started here, 1941. Right in this spot. Right in this spot. 
and uh, the brand is it will reach out a minimum of 80 miles. I mean, strong, strong brand. Uh, you can go up to Jasper, which is north of here, up in the woods, and they're familiar with Rayos. You can go west of here, east of here, and um, the brand is very, very strong. And uh, I have a store in the north part of Houston, uh, which does well. And when we got there, we didn't think anybody knows us, and they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was comforting. That's and so, well, but now you mentioned Johnny. So who, who is who's Johnny Rayo? Is the original uh, owner, and uh, he that built the comp that started the company, and then it passed to his sisters, and then a brother after he had passed on. And then it went to an outsider, uh, and then uh, I came along in 98, and I had just sold my business, and that was relatively, I was in the bakery business, kind of. Uh, I'm not a baker. <laughs> I don't cook. Just like sweets. Oh, I love sweets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I... I have fun managing, you know, managing people and uh, dealing with uh, the public and uh, building uh, building more of a brand. And that's my whole, uh, my goal is to keep the brand strong and keep the image of the brand as, as, as high as I can keep it as he had it. And that's kind of my game plan. And at this point, I have two sons. I have four, but two are going in, are in the business and been in it for over 10 years. So uh, it's their turn. And uh, I started with one, and then we've opened up four more to go with it. The King Cakes uh, is um, something we hang our hat on for sure uh, because it's like another Christmas to us come January, February, and March, depending where it lays. Uh, we ship them uh, all over the United States. Uh, you know, we have several kinds now, different flavors, but we've pretty much stayed with the sweetness. There's people doing boudin and doing things like that, but we stay kind of traditional and try to just, cre- if we're going to create something new, it's going to be in the dessert business. Uh, yeah, we do two sizes. Nobody ever did a little bitty one. And uh, none of this is true. And, I mean, you can go check anybody in the country and look up king cakes. Rayo's the only one that has, like, an individual or two-party king cake. We call it uh, Petite Lapite. Yes, yeah, about that size. It sells for uh, close to 10 bucks. Uh, but it offers Petite Lapite. Absolutely. Well, one of our customers named it. And they won a gift card for $200 or something. Wow. Petite Lafitte. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we're, um, uh, it's a great business. We love it. We wish it was two times a year. And we wish it wasn't near Valentine's. Uh, and we're passionate about our food. Uh, we're passionate about what we serve. And we're passionate about our service. Is it always up to my expectations? No. But... That's the challenge when you get up in the morning. That that's what you 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 deal with, you know. And you try to get to a hundred percent. You just try to get be better, and not just oh well, I can't do nothing about it, and that's the way it is. That's not how we look at things. 
another great treat in Texas and Louisiana is Bodan. It's definitely a specialty, and one family has the magic recipe. That would be Frank Zumo and his family. Well, my grandfather started the business in 1908. Okay. Uh, so I'm third generation. My kids are in it, so starting a fourth generation now of Zumo's in the, in the company. Smoked okay. sausage and boudin is our forte. Smoked sausage and boudin. And uh, uh, it started, started out as a packing house, slaughterhouse. Back in 19, uh, about 95, I shut down the packing house and uh, just concentrated on uh, processed foods, primarily smoked sausage. And, uh, and a few years later than that, a couple of years later than that, probably 97, started making boudin. And uh, I got a guy from Lake Charles to come over and show me how to do it. I was a salesman back then first, and I was calling on him, selling him meat. And I loved his boudin that he was making in his market. And I told him that. I said, man, if we ever start making boudin, I want your recipe. He said, I'd be happy to give it to you. And uh, So did he come and work for you? He just gave you the recipe? Gave it to me. He just gave it to me. He showed me how to make it. And when we started making it here, he came over and showed me how to how to do it on a larger batch because he was making them in smaller batches and we were having a little trouble getting it to the quantity that we needed to make it at. And so he came over and helped us. A great guy. And um, he's since passed, but uh, really a good guy. And so that's how we got into the boudin business. And uh, So how much do you ship a year or, or sell a year? Uh, a boudin, yeah. total sales for, uh, well, combined boudin and sausage is about $35 million a year so uh it's been a good business and is it more locally or just mission no we our, our boudin is nationwide through walmart and kroger oh, really? yeah our sausage is regional uh texas louisiana arkansas oklahoma uh down here in the south for the sausage but uh boudin has been a little bit easier to uh market away because it's a niche item and not many people make it well, uh, we have about five or six different kinds. We, we make an alligator boudin. Boudin is a Cajun rice-based, for a better term, sausage. Okay, it's stuffed in, in a casing, uh, a hog casing generally. And so it's rice-based. Uh, it has pork. A little bit of, we put a little bit of pork liver in it to give it a, a, a distinct flavor. Uh, some of your more traditional boudins in, in southern Louisiana put a lot more pork uh, liver in it. And it, it's, it's a little bit distinctive flavored. A lot of people don't like it. So we, uh, we have it, but not very much pork liver in it. So it's, it's primarily pork trimmings, which are lean meat. In fact, our, our boudin has been certified heart healthy by the hospital, St. Elizabeth's Hospital here. Yeah, because we drain the grease. At, uh, when we cook the pork, we drain the grease off of it and just uh, instill the meat in it, not the, not the fat part, the grease. So it's been certified heart healthy by St. Elizabeth's Hospital here. So that's a unique quality that uh, no other boudin has. We do. Uh, from uh, all pork to pork and beef to all beef. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we have different varieties of that. Uh, jalapeno cheese, jalapeno. Uh, is that hard no, it's not hard help. It's hard to take the grease out of sausage. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they're party time links. Yeah, party time links. That's what they're called. It's, it's a great product for natural disasters and pandemics, we found out. Tasty, tasty. I'm ready to order some. But I'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends.
loss of a job, a pandemic, and a burning desire to make things happen all come together in Beaumont, Texas for one woman on a mission. She opened her restaurant during a pandemic, put her foot on the gas, and said go. She's made her name for herself as part of Beaumont's Restaurant Week and Black Restaurant Week. Wow. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Maraja Jones, owner of Shabby Bee Cajun Cafe, is the Wonder Woman. And I asked that question, how did you make all of these things happen? Every job I've worked, I always worked to the highest position I can work, um, obtain all the highest, but I, it just wasn't ever enough for me. I felt like I could run my own, I could do better, I mean, things of that nature. Being young, I started about uh, 16, and I was at finish line, so I started real young with... Um, like the management role and things of that nature. So was it also, though, the love of food? Yeah, I love food. <laughs> I love food. I actually started cooking in the sixth grade. Uh, we ha- I had a home economics class, and that, like, sparked the, the like, my, I would say sparked the interest with me cooking and things of that nature. And ever since then, I cook, cook, cook. Uh, one time, my mom walked in, in the house, and I had her, she said I was frying her good chicken. <laughs> But I was frying some chicken, and she was just going on and on and on and on and on. She was like, it better be good chicken. My chicken better be right. Because you ain't here wasting my food. Playing my wasting food. her good chicken. Man, I didn't understand what was good chicken, because I'm like, <laughs> chicken, chicken, chicken is chicken. I right? was like, you was going to give us some bad chicken? <laughs> but she was like, good chicken. And ever since then, I, I ate it. And she was like, she always say we was the guinea pigs, but... Uh, well, over the time, it's just me cooking every day for my family, uh, things of that nature. Just. Well, that sounds like something I used to do. I used to sneak home from school, and I would um, make fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that's, like, really little small shoestring potatoes. And I would think my mom could smell them when she would come home. And she'd come home all the time, and she's like, you've been cooking potatoes in the house. I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> Yes, you have. You've been cooking potatoes. <laughs> so okay. So did your mom and your mom and your grandmother were they big cooks? Um, my great grandmother. She's from Opelousas, mm-hmm. um, and she was a cook. And from what I read on her obituary, uh, she cooked every day. She cooked for the public. She just loved to cook. And I believe I, you know, I, I would pass that gene down because that's all I like to do is cook. I don't get tired. I don't get bored. I get up to cook. <laughs> um, it's the stress reliever. Uh, all things. I mean, I just. That's just me. If I can't cook, I'm not having a good day. So what about your recipes? Because, I mean, looking at your menu here, I mean, you have a little bit of everything on there from oxtails to uh, roasted uh, 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 chicken legs and turkey. And so you have a little bit of everything. So uh, your recipes, where do do they come from? Um, Home. They all started at home. And uh, just over, like, the time tweaking the menu and things of that nature. But I started all this. I would say I cooked this at home. uh, that's what I mean you originated from. And do you change it up because it says today's special? Uh, the special change every day, but uh, as far as like the burgers, the quick bites, the boiled things, uh, that stays the same. It's just more so the specials. One day we have oxtails. Well, we have oxtails every day. We have turkey necks uh, today, pork roast. We have pork roast today, oven baked ribs today. Um, it just, it goes, <laughs> it changes all the time. So do you have a favorite that you like to cook or a favorite that you like to eat? The braised beef tips, which I don't have it today, but that's my favorite. Uh, It's real simple to cook, and um, I think that's like the number one uh, ordered menu item. But now we, but we're in seafood land here, so (laughs) how did this happen to be, maybe braised beef? (laughs) It's actually a mixture of everything. I mean, uh... 
I would actually say that the soul food is ordered more than the bar seafood. Really? I'm so serious. The, the people want a lot of home cooked meals more mm-hmm. than anything. But uh, they come for the bar shrimp, bar lobster tails, and things of that nature. And they want a snack. But if you come to eat and pull your uh, pull your stomach up to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Pull your stomach up to the table. I like that. I hadn't heard that before, but that's what I do a lot. <laughs> okay, so, Mariah, tell me, though, so when did you start? Because I, I understand you started kind of in the middle of the pandemic pandemic, or when the pandemic first started. So how, how was that? I started at the, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I was working at Lamar Dining Hall, and we was going on spring break, and uh, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get the shop open and work. But I was able to, uh, like, be uh, let off. They didn't have a return day for us. And I, was, I had signed for the building on my birthday. And from there, it was just like ever since I've just been here grinding every day. My husband helped me uh, to get it together, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so what was that like, though? Because I would think, though, that starting a restaurant for some people might be kind of like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm planning to start this restaurant. Are people not going out to eat? But what about people calling in for orders or coming by and picking up what what service were you offering um we was like a uh, drive-through service a lot of drive-through um at the start of the pandemic um mm-hmm. trying to keep us you know less contact as possible we was also um doing the curbside pickup um with the customers so <laughs> whatever we could do to try to uh keep customers safe and in the car we would uh we would do that so what's your most popular uh thing because you said the soul food uh, so the most what popular item is the oxtails. I yeah. have to have oxtails every day. If I don't, somebody... I, well, I say oxtails, mac and cheese, and the, um, the corn. If I don't have those with, and yams, we're not going to have a good day at all. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? We don't have this. Somebody didn't go to the store. Um, I will hear it. <laughs> you will hear about it. Okay. So, but what about some of the other things, though? Do you... Um, What's the next favorite thing because i would think i know for um, me the honey butter toast. fried pork chops oh, oh well yeah what is that because i we saw that we were talking about it's that the what honey is butter the- toast um it's actually something we came up on accident me and my husband we uh <laughs> we like to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm-hmm. uh warm or whatever and i try i had the almond butter and honey and i would put it in the shake so i was like let me see what this tastes like and i put it together as a sandwich and we, uh oh. fried it in butter and ever since then, it's been like a sensation. It's, so is it yeah. is it a sandwich or is it just like uh, bread or a sandwich? I would it's say. more like a sandwich. Yeah, it's more like a sandwich, but it's it's like a toast. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you make it for your husband. Is that like your, one of his favorite dishes? Then yeah, that's yeah. Uh, well, good luck with all of that. I mean, it sounds like you're you know onto a lot of great things and and everything. And congratulations with starting a restaurant and getting it going and being so successful. Now, I what? A lot of, lot of people. Well, really, my dad, he pushed me uh, behind it because I called him one day. I was like, Dad, I need help. I need help. Uh, he's kind of struggling at a point. He's like, You're going to call me every time you need help? Are you going to get up and you're going to do something about it? He's like, You need to go to school. You need to do this. You need to do that. So I was like, All right, Dad, I went to school. What's next? Well, you need to graduate. All right, I graduate. What's next? Well, now we can start trying to find someone. And we actually. I, well, he wanted me to do the food truck um, oh. business, but it was it's, it was too much overhead cost. Yeah. And we don't have a commissary kitchen in Beaumont, so um, I, well, I'm uh, from Magnolia Gardens, which is like two steps up the street. And um, this uh, like this building always been here, but nobody ever mm-hmm. like uh, rented it long like that, um, like I have. So 
I've um I asked the people that own it every like every day. Can I get yeah. it? Can I get it? And they seen I was serious, so uh, yeah. they, they end up letting me rent it. And it's been a success ever since. Oh, that's great. That's really good. So almost a year now. Yes. So coming up on the year on uh, May the sixteenth. Uh, yeah, that's the Sunday of this year. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. Really a good story. And what I want is for my listeners to to also come and see you when they're in the area. Even if they're passing through, they can stop in and pick up something to go. Of course, I would love to see uh, new faces, new people, uh, just trying new things and, you know, showing people my Louisiana roots. And that's what I really want to bring to the the light. Oh, that's cool. Okay, Mariah, how can people find you? Uh, We're on Facebook. We are on um, Instagram and on Google. We can look for you there, and if someone did want to order something, should they just call? They can call in uh, the store, or they can place an online order. Um, the link is called SkyTab, uh, and you can order through Facebook as well, and we get the order. So they'll just see your restaurant there. Yeah. <laughs> when in Beaumont, stop by and pull up your stomach to the table. Great eats, and I promise lots of laughs. We'll stop here, take a break, and when we come back in a few minutes, we'll talk about art here on Travel with Anita and Friends. You say you're not from Texas. Man, as if I couldn't tell Well, you think you pull your boots on right And wear your hat so well So pour me my laughter As I sure do understand Even Moses got excited When he saw the promised land That's right you're not from Texas, that's right, you're not from Texas, that's right, you're not from Texas, Texas won't you anyway, that's right, you're not from Texas. The art scene in Beaumont is worth not only the stop, but also the drive around the city. Local artists are taking their skills to the streets, restaurants, and local businesses. When I had dinner at the Crazy Cajun, I wanted to know, who is the artist behind that unique and fun mural? Welcome back to Travel with Anita. It's Inez Alvarez. It's the local Beaumont artist that's all about bright colors, heart and soul, and friendly designs. And she's the one who made that very beautiful mural at the Crazy Cajun. But how did she get started, and how did she find her calling? I don't think you know what art is or what you love to do until you experience it. I really think that I was in kindergarten when I remember doing a project or a coloring sheet. It was like a really big deal. It was not just a coloring. It was, it was important. It mattered. It was relevant. And I remember my mom said that I was very uh, particular about my, my coloring, and my teachers were very uh, supportive since kindergarten. But it was just an idea. I'm like, it was, what does it feel so good? What does it feel like it matters? I didn't understand that as a little kid. When I moved to Bowman in 2000, um, I was really homesick. I was missing Chihuahua very much because that was home to me. And when I remember one of my teachers asked me to do a huge mural for a project, for a Cinco de Mayo project, it's a huge mural. And at this point, I've been doing technical drawing. I've been doing art classes in Mexico. But I have not quite experienced a large project by myself. So when I do this one, I remember... It's a really cool story because I remember I set up this 
two bed sheets. They were old sheets that were sewn together. We don't have for a canvas, so we have these two old bed sheets, and it's prime, and I get to do this, like, homage to Mexico, like, celebrating Mexico culture because it's Cinco de Mayo. And I remember my brother is going to prom, and, and I'm thinking, he's going to prom. I'm a high school student. I put the radio, a cup of coffee, and I paint. And I remember time just did not exist anymore. My brother, I can hear the, the door, and I'm like, ooh, he's going to get in trouble because he's coming back home really late. Well, guess what happened, Anita? <laughs> when he opens the door, it's morning. You have been painting all day and all night? I have painted all night, and it didn't feel like it. I was just really, really... Um, and it was not just the fact that I painted all night without feeling any body aches. I mean, of course, I was 17. But it was when I did not longer miss home. Because that, that same day, I felt that I was home. And what I realized is that home is where you do what you love. So I told myself, you paint in Mexico on this huge canvas. If you feel safe. That's the way you, it home feels. So that's when Bowman became home. And after that, I, said, I can be in China, I can be in Europe, I can be in South America. If I'm doing what I am do, what I love, I'm going to be home. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that's such a beautiful story, and I think you're right about that, because you can, it's like you can take home with you, or you can bring it in with the things that you love. So when, when did you start then becoming... I guess what people would say is the artist because you now have your work displayed or that you're now able to make money from it. When, when did that start? I just met the right people at the right time. One of them was uh, Homer Pillsbury. He's in his 70s. He knew every musician back in the day. He talked to um, all these renowned musicians that came from the area. He knew them because he went to school with them. So when he saw me working one time and he saw me work, he said, you have talent. And then he started pushing me and, and telling me, let's do this, let's do another event, let's go there. And I said, I don't think I can do it. Put it in my car, we're going to go. So it was just people that supported me, that, that gave me that sense of you can do it if you want to. Um, and that's what that was the beginning. But after that, and I, I believe very strongly that it's not getting easier, it, it's getting harder, but it's because I'm more and more committed on what I'm doing. Because it's not just about creating artwork, it's about sharing what I love with who I am, but also passing that to, to, to other students and young kids. I'm not going to be satisfied just by creating art and selling it. That's not gonna make me, that's not gonna pay the, that will pay the bills. But it's not going to make me feel that it's... That fulfills you. It won't be enough. So this, the murals are around the city, Inez. So how are you involved in that? You know, everything started with uh, maybe a... I think it was Eat Bowman. We were uh, promoting the restaurants. And I remember that started like mini murals. So I got to do one, um, Taco La Bamba. <laughs> and it was the very first one. After that, there was another one we did at uh, Crazy Cajun uh, restaurant. So giant crawfish with an accordion and that was literally kind of the beginning of just getting little tiny like mini murals but then I have amazing uh, friends in Bowman that are incredible and then can create huge murals so it was just a matter of 
them getting to know us as artists and us being allowed to ex just do who we are. Again, I think we need to go back to that. It's we do who we are. So when they allow us a wall, we we just get to make what, who we are and, and, and do what we love. And I saw the one at Crazy Occasion last night. I love it. <laughs> it was fun. I told the manager, I'm like, would you like to have a crabfish or an accordion? He's like, can we have an accordion with the crabfish? I'm like, I'll be back tomorrow. And I actually have the sketch. where, it, And it, it, to me, it's like a really special part of the process. So mm -hmm. That is really cool. Now, I know that it's very important for you to leave a legacy of the work that you do and the love that you have for art. So... Tell me about how you are helping young artists follow in your footsteps or create their own path. I, I am so proud to say that I have a few um, students and, and I uh, have a wonderful assistant, Jennifer Aguilar. Everything started with just getting uh, someone that loves art as much as you do. And when you find that, it's, it's like... It's an extension of you. So what, what is it like working with Inez? <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and I feel like I really connect with her, especially in my artwork. And I always forget how long we've been working for. And there are some moments where we'll go eight hours and we won't be eating, and we won't realize it until we're done. It's just a lot of fun. It's always, it's always a blast. <laughs> yeah, this uh, pandemic taught us a lot. Um, we were... We, we never stopped working. Jennifer and I took some projects. Uh, if you get the chance to go to Cattail March, that was my, that was my really, the space where I was able to, to not go crazy because I was able to walk in the morning and hear the birds and see the nature. And it became my, my peaceful place, but it inspired many pieces or artwork. And then we got a project painting the picnic tables there where Jennifer and I will spend more like sun, from sunrise to sunset and we will not start painting until we sat on a little blanket had a cup of tea saw the sunrise and whenever we saw the sunrise then we were able to go and work what i realized is that everyone that came to see us and say hello it was people from all kinds of backgrounds uh they didn't have to speak english they were uh they they have different very opposite beliefs but everyone gave us the same reaction they were all supportive and they were all giving us like hooray you know we're doing something good here and we were able to unite them and, and create a balance without them knowing because they were coming at different times and different um, days but we were able to 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 experience that by by sharing our work that's really beautiful very beautiful. Now tell us how we can find your artwork and find you online. Um, you can find me on Ines Alvidres on Facebook and in oh, Instagram is inesalvidres.art. Uh, my website is just like my studio name is www.amarteartstudio.com. 
So you see, Beaumont is filled with lots of things to do. And if you're ready to start planning that trip there, go to the website BeaumontCVB.com. And to check out more of Inez's art, go to AmarteArtStudio.com. Now, also, too, you're going to have to have a place to stay in the Hilton Garden Inn there in Beaumont is a great place for that. Now, check out my website, TravelWithAnita.com, for all of these websites that I've mentioned today and some more as well, because there are lots more things to do that I just didn't get a chance to kind of get all in the show. So I've got them for you on the website. Check out TravelWithAnita.com. And thanks for joining me today. We'll be back in two weeks with another interesting people and fascinating destinations here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Bye-bye.